Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Buddy, what's up, home skillets? Welcome to the Three Angry Gamers podcast. I don't know where home I was going with that. Wow. What? What? What podcast were you in again? What year? Welcome is back, this? Oh, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, original ass gangsters. We've <laughs> <laughs> stepped into a time machine. This is happened. the real Slim Shady. Will you please stand up? Oh my god. I had a very nostalgic trip the other day because I listened to um, Lincoln Park. And I remember yeah. when I was in high school and mm-hmm. Lincoln Park was the shit. You would just listen to that. Yeah. They really talked to you. Yeah. Now you listen <laughs> to Lincoln Park and you're like, oh, yeah, right. The guy died. That's sad. Well. Oh, okay. That I did not know. <laughs> That's news to me. I didn't really follow what happened to them. But. Yeah. Oh, now that's sad. Yeah. Now you can't Super listen sad. to Lincoln Park because it's not the same anymore. Although. <laughs> I remember when they were announced that they were doing the song for Transformers. I'm like, this is going to be the best movie ever. And then it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, we thought... The song was okay. The first one's okay, yeah. The first one's like... Yeah, the first movie was fine. It, it's as good as it was ever going to get with Transformers. Yeah, that was the high bar, and then everything else downhill from there. Yeah. Michael Bay was like, what if we put <laughs> metal balls on this one? Why not? Michael Bay should never start said what if, then. Yeah. How about some stereotypical uh, Transformers? We'll throw those in there too. It'll be great. Yeah. Sounds because good. What do people love more than cliches? Racial yeah. stereotypes. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, those Spanish Autobots? Oh, those were awful. Yeah. You remind yeah. me of those too. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, <laughs> um, Anyways, yeah, let's talk about video games. Or I go, maybe we can just video talk about game. Michael Bay Transformers movies for an hour. People might like that, let's right? Not. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I don't think I've even seen them all. I kind of stopped after the second one. That's was, the right move. That's the right call. I, <laughs> that's the right call, yeah. I was curious about the one that had the robot dinosaurs, and then I never ended up watching it. So, go figure. What, oh, the, 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 what, one of them was good. It was the Bumblebee one was actually pretty good. That um, one was pretty good. Oh, I do remember watching that, yes. Well, cause it was that's basi- it. It was basically <laughs> Stranger Things. They were like, what if we made yeah. Stranger yeah. Things Transformers? And then Wait. it's like, yeah. No, never mind. I have not seen that one. 
right. <laughs> That's the only one that I thought was was pretty pretty solid because uh, yeah. it had nothing to do with anything else in the other was. <laughs> mm. Um, but the fucking cowards got to make their fucking um, what was the one with the animals? Beast Wars. Make fucking yeah. Beast Wars. There you go. There they are. <laughs> I don't fucking care if the kids these days don't know what fucking Beast Wars is. They're fucking stupid anyways. Just make a Beast Wars movie. They we'll are. Yeah. Anyways. Michael Bay's doing the like the sixth one or eighth one or whatever on as uh, as Transformers Beast Wars. Okay. Gosh. Well, if we're getting a Beast Wars movie, then I can be okay with that. Uh, yeah, video games. Um, no Transformers video games to talk about yet, but maybe. Maybe next week. I don't know. Um, but what we can talk about is the free games. Um, Epic, right now, is giving away such a hotly anticipated title. Cook, Serve, Delicious 3? That's that's how they they have this title. It's very oddly <laughs> typed out. But. What the hell is it, though? Is it, a, is it like Overcooked kind of thing? Um... Yeah, kind of, yeah. They describe it as cook, serve, and manage your food truck as you dish out hundreds of different foods across war-torn America in this massive sequel to the Middle East series. Wait, okay, yeah, I didn't expect that part. What? Got off the rails there in that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, make some food for war-torn America. What if we were that John... (laughs) What if we were that John Favreau movie chef, but in uh, post-apocalyptic America? (laughs) You take Mad Max and Chef and just jam them together, and that's what you get. Ooh, nice. Is Kevin Costner going to show up on this shit, or what's going to happen? Uh, Yeah, it's the sequel to Waterworld. We didn't realize we needed... (laughs) I see you can make a salad, and I see you can cook some beans. Sold. Yeah. Because what's better than like cooking beans. in real life? Cooking in a video game. I don't know who's choosing these games over there, but they're fi- being fucking stupid. Like, I'm sorry, but they keep making <laughs> these stupid games that are obviously just made by people who love sim games. Because we got lawn mowing simulator, now we get served <laughs> delicious. Like, I'm sorry, if I want to go mow a lawn or cook, I'll just go do that in real life. I don't Hot need to... drinking coffee simulator. Yeah, yeah get yelled at by your girlfriend simulator yeah we can do that one too. <laughs> anyways uh yeah not the most exciting game but you know what you can get it for free it's regularly 21.99 and you can get it for the hot price of free wow 3.99 yeah yeah Ooh. uh and it gets even better next week can you sense the sarcasm in my voice because they're giving away Rumbleverse, the boom boxer content pack Wow. Yeah. What, what is Rumbleverse? It's a boxing game. It's like this apparently. new it's like a new game that uh Epic's putting out, so I think they're trying to like drum up support. They probably just want it to be the next Fortnite. So. Okay, so Iron Galaxy is developing it, which means that I have some hope for it cuz they actually do did some good stuff. They did the the Killer Instinct on the Xbox One, and they did was it Dive Kick, which is actually pretty fun. Oh, Dive Kick! Haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. All you do is just jump and dive. Jump and kick. kick. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get simpler than that. Um, they described Rumbleverse as a all-new free-to-play forty-person brawler royale where anyone can be a champion. Forty-person? Okay, that's interesting. 
Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It basically seems like Fortnite, so I don't know. I have a feeling they're going to surprise us with one other thing. Because whenever they've done these stupid packs for free-to-play games, they usually, like, last minute, like, surprise, here's something better, because we don't want to force stupid free-to-play shit down your front throats. So, I don't know. I have hope. Maybe they'll give away something else. But for now, at least, yeah. Next week, you can look forward to Rumble versus the Boomboxer pack. All right. Perfect. Um, Midnight Suns, the upcoming Marvel game where you can play as the Wolverines and the Speedermans, mm. got delayed again to March oh. 2023 at the latest. Uh, they just basically said it was like the end of a certain quarter, and people did the math and said that that quarter ends at like March 2023. So, regardless of when the movie actually comes out, like. Or when the game comes out, like it's gonna be March twenty twenty three at the latest, unless it gets delayed. Okay, okay, I see, yeah. I see, yeah. Um, but there's no release window for last gen versions, which is very strange. So, the only release window right now is for, like, the modern consoles and PC. So, like the Switch, the PS four, um, the Xbox One, all of those. Are, are basically not listed as having any release dates. Which makes me wonder if they're even going to put out a version for those consoles. Because we all saw what happened with uh, Cyberpunk when they put out a shitty-ass version of a game on mod- or on, uh, older consoles. Right. didn't quite right. work out that well. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That game doesn't seem like it would be so graphically intensive and memory intensive that it would be a big problem to put it on last-gen stuff, but I don't know, maybe maybe it is. Yeah. Um Let's see. What else? Um we also got uh Dragon Ball Fighters, that game that everyone really liked, is being ported to next gen consoles and it's gonna have rollback net code. Whatever that means. Maybe somebody who's smarter at these things knows what that means, but it means that the, when you do like uh, certain combos and all that stuff like that, you can actually do them instead of having this massive amount of lag. Yeah, okay. it's definitely the preferred version of of the netcode, I believe, for most people. Rollback. Um, hmm. Okay. So for fighting game fans, they've got they've got this in the bag, basically. Yes. Um, cool. But it, it's still. Does it? I guess helps online play, but like still tournaments are gonna not be online. So uh, right. yeah, but you'll get your your game on next gen where it'll run at a hundred and that's true bajillion frames a second. So I can't wait to that game looks really good though. It it probably would look really nice with the next gen coat of paint on it. I would buy it if they included all the fucking DLC for that game because I think there was like twenty things of DLC for that game. Yeah. So... There's yeah. a ton of a DLC. If it was like an ultimate mode, like for seventy nine ninety nine or whatever the fuck, yeah. They've they've had like that version of it on sale for like twenty bucks a couple times, and I've been like, I should buy it, and then I, I never have. Yeah, <laughs> I have the regular version. I bought it on my PS4, but like, I don't know. I never bought any of the DLC, and I keep thinking I should, but then I never do. So, uh, but it is a fun game, like. The gameplay is really solid. The graphics are amazing. So, I mean, if you like Dragon Ball, it's a no-brainer. Uh, Tekken 8 got announced. So, 
Get your oh, tech on, baby. I don't know. I've never been games. a huge fan of Tekken. Like, they have a bear. I think they had a kangaroo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's also a raptor, I think, with boxing gloves as well. <laughs> I think Eddie Tekken... Gordo? Yeah. <laughs> Tekken 3 was where it peaked for me. I think that's for most people. Tekken 3 is probably where it peaked. Tekken 4 is good, but yeah, 3 is the one I remember playing the shit ton of uh, on PS1. Yeah. They had all those mini games. It was like, yeah, you could do bowling and volleyball. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, it's like like Mortal Kombat uh, Deadly Alliance or whatever. It's like oh, yes, yeah. Mario Kart Art racing. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, fighting games. Yeah, I remember there was a character called Ogre, and they referred to him as the God of Fighting. I was like, oh, I didn't realize there was a God of Fighting. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so. Tekken 8, baby. Maybe you want to play it, or I don't know. Maybe you just don't want to. That's yeah, I don't think I've played a Tekken Tekken 5. Um, no. yeah. I'm surprised they haven't given those games out for free. Because I feel like if someone gave me like a Tekken game for free and I played it, I might be like into it more. But Yeah. If you ever play Dead or Alive 6, you'll be confused as shit when you do a storyline. Oh. That, that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that game was something I was talking about those kind of games Dead on Alive 6 Woo. there you go yeah well Tekken 8 it's not Tekken 3 but what can it be um oh SNK announced that there's a new entry in the Fatal Fury Guru series oh, oh yes are you okay there did you need a new no pants? that makes me very 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 happy <laughs> What what is this like? I I know a Fatal Fury, but what's this Fatal Fury Guru? Was that so Guru or Garo? I think it's actually pronounced. If I remember right. Guru? So Garo was like uh, the last of the Fatal Fury series. So like like the story itself, right? So okay. people who are big fans of like Terry Bogart, me, and like uh, fans of like you know Rock and all that's Rock, not Rock Lee, Rock Howard geese and all that storyline uh it's very hi kitty and <laughs> <laughs> you have to say hi to the cat yeah the cat was cool. dropped on my lap anyway so the um so at that so the last game was actually really really good like it had a bunch of special canceling it came uh, i think uh buster wolf which is a special move that terry is now known for it comes from that game I think. Okay. I think that's the original of that game. Uh, so it's it's like one of the fan fairies of Fatal Fury. I love Fatal Fury. It was like one of my favorite fighting games besides Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, but like it has a good following. There was like a guy called Butt in that game too. Like actually B U T T. Like it's like Kiss New Butt or something like that. Uh, the gameplay was excellent. Uh, it reminds me kind of a. Um, Street Fighter 3 Impact, where they had a parry system, but it wasn't as good. Uh, it's just, it was overall, like, one of those sleeper games, sleeper fighting games that nobody played. Um, but it's one of my favorite fighting games up there. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of people got excited, including myself, because, like, it's it's a continuation of Fatal Fury, and a lot of people, when they started playing fighting games, uh, back you would have Fatal Fury and Street Fighter 2, I think they came out about in. And they had their series along, so it's nice to actually see they have some love for Fatal Fury. Nice. 
And uh, you, what's the guy with the hat? Is his name Chad? That's Terry Bogard. Okay. Terry Bogard. I don't know why I thought his name was Chad, but he's on Smash Brothers. They put him. He in is there. on Smash Brothers, right? Perfect. Looks like a Domino's pizza delivery man. <laughs> that was like true. really, really big Domino's pizza man. You show up like the fuck do you yeah. do? Here's <laughs> your pizza. Yeah. It's like here's here's your pizza. I put the, the sticker on here so you know it's fresh. Like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Square Enix has reportedly confirmed it's looking to sell stakes at its studios. So selling off a few different things and divvying things up seems a little where weird. can i buy some can i buy final yeah. fantasy 7 and then <laughs> i'll remake i'll remake the first part of that remake but i'll remake just remake. keep doing that yeah i'm not going to come up with a second part to it i'm just going to keep remaking the first part over every over. every every single game is going to be the remake yeah. they'll be like i thought what they were doing before <laughs> didn't make any sense but what this guy's doing final now fantasy. Final Fantasy Seven Remake Three. There you go. Yeah, Final Fantasy Seven Part One Point Two. There you go. Retro, Retro Splash, whatever the fuck. They always have some stupid name. Yeah. Inter, <laughs> inter, intergrade was the last one, right? Oh god. No, someone needs yeah. to buy Chrono Trigger, and then. Oh my make, god! Please. <laughs> make a Final Fantasy Seven Remake style. There you go. And then <sighs> divide it into fifty parts so no one will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> like every Each ending will be its own part, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. I, I don't know how Crown Trigger would work in the, a 3D world. I, I don't know. Like I feel like that's one of those games you just kinda like leave alone and like let it like kind of do its thing. Besides remaking it, I don't know because like Final Fantasy VII worked because you had the 3D remake, but like it was in 3D. Mm -hmm. A Final Chrono Trigger, I don't know. They remade that Secret of Mana game. Uh, that was that, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, I haven't that played was it yet, but I wanted to buy it. It's always on sale, and I'm like, man, that actually looks pretty good. I, I think it's part of. I think it's one of the games that's coming to the new PS PSN service next month. I think it's. Uh... Okay. If you have if you have PS Extra or whatever, I think you'll get it next month. There you go. Lucky. Yep. Um. All right. Diablo Four had a big leak of its alpha, featured a lot of gameplay, character customization, a whole lot more. So. Yeah. The funny nice. thing about that leak was that it was like a friends and family alpha. And, like, the people that leaked it clearly were friends and family of the developers who have MDAs and all that fun stuff. So it's just like, Wait, what, what the what? fuck are they thinking? And uh -huh. they posted stuff with their own, like, info on it. Like, it has, like, their gamer tags on there. So it's like, someone's getting fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, it was your family that leaked this. Yeah. I guess you're going to have to disown your family now. You got a choice to make. You can either murder them all. Uh, <laughs> In, in sacrifice to the blizzard gods or yeah. you're, you're done you're fired yeah they're gonna be taken off the streets and they're gonna be enlisted to make 15 call of duty games before their debt is paid um yeah but like uh, apparently there's gonna be like tears to the world so 
Um, like tier one is going to be more easier and tier two is going to be harder. And I'm guessing there will be better loot with each tier two. Um, that so. Oh, that kind of reminds me of Diablo three. Yeah. They did like the torment one or two or three, whatever, as difficulty goes on, you know, right. Yeah. They just, okay. So it looks and, like and what, uh, some games have done, like division does that where everything is tiered like that. You can be a world tier one or world tier eight or whatever. And, and the, the enemies are harder and the grouping is different. So you can match make with people your own level, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, character customization seems interesting too. I mean, you can customize the look of your character, so that'll be kind of wild if you can. Yeah. Like kind of, I don't know. It didn't look as extensive as some other ones, but still, I mean, it's interesting that like you can basically play this game, and I don't know, maybe you want to make your necromancer with purple skin or something. I don't know. Go wild. Anyways, um, yeah. That, that, that link is out there for people to go if they want to find it. I'm sure it's not that hard to find, but yeah. Diablo 4. Hopefully it comes out eventually because I'm getting a little ready for it. I'm getting I'm getting ready to play it. Diablo Immortal's out. You never need another Diablo. Oh. That's the best game ever. There you go, yeah. yeah. Fell off that game so fast. Yeah, phones, don't you? Come on. Yeah, I went, <laughs> I went to uninstall it. And it told me how much time I played in that game, and I was like, "Lols," like it was a it was a brief fling. That game. Same, yeah. Uh, the creator of Breaking Bad apparently pitched a few video games, including a GTA mm. style open world game and a PlayStation VR game. Would have played I, that. Heard about that? I would have wanted a PlayStation VR game where I have to cook the meth. Like it's kind of like oh, like uh, overcooked or whatever, but <laughs> you're making meth in VR. That would have been great. Yeah, except for when you fuck up in that game, you blow up the uh, the trailer and then uh... <laughs> yeah, everyone dies. Uh, I I I think that would have been really cool if they had uh, made a game based in that universe. I probably would have played it uh, specifically because I've been watching Better Call Saul and I've been I just give me something else in that universe because it was it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like a GTA style game would have been interesting, but yeah. yep. that also was like, that was a thing way back in the day. Like I remember in like the early 2000s where it was like, let's make a Sopranos game. Let's make, you know, all these games yeah. tied into All those licensed <laughs> games are terrible too. Like they're yeah. very, very rarely were they good. Very yeah. rarely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no Breaking Bad game, which I'm okay with. Like, but I would have been interested to like hear more about these pitches, especially the GTA style game. Like, you know, when like you just drive around and then you see Badger on the street, you're like, "Hey, Badger, can I buy some drugs from you?" Skinny Pete's like, "Hey, man, I lost my smokes. Can you find them?" <laughs> uh, speaking of terrible ideas, Dragon Ball is coming to Fortnite. So, right? Why? I mean... If it's a property that hasn't been in there yet, it'll get in there eventually. Yeah, yeah I guess. Thundercats, it's coming soon. You'll see. <laughs> are the Power Rangers in there? They must be at this point. I think they are, actually. Okay. They did do that. I thought Fortnite died. No, You Fort would think. Fortnite never think. dies. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. 
as long as possible. there's kids who want to play games and do right. stupid Fortnite dances uh, in the games, there will be Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's always going to be 13-year-olds on this planet, there's going to be Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Wetty 13-year-olds. Yeah. I work with a guy that started playing uh, Fortnite for the first time, like, a couple weeks ago. And he's yeah. like, this game's great. I'm like, no. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. My one of my friends plays it with his daughter, and uh, he's like, I don't, I don't know what the hell these kids are doing. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I just do it to keep my daughter happy. There you All go. Right. Yeah. Um, Square Enix demands Patreon removed a leaked Tomb Raider script, which was being uh promoted as like a tier That's on the right. Patreon, yeah. Was it a leaked script for a game or for yeah. a movie? Uh, it was for a game, and basically, oh. like the game had uh, like script. The script was for the voice actors to read, so they got auditioned for the role. And mm. uh, a podcast got a hold of it and basically was like, "Hey, we read through the script. Come check out our Patreon where we read through it." And then Square Enix mm. was like. Um, yeah, that's, Shut it down. That's, yeah, uh, fucking private script. That's for a game that we haven't even announced yet. Uh, but then the weird thing right. is, is like I guess they tried to contact the people who actually posted it, and they didn't get back to Square Enix, which not surprising, but still pretty weird. Um, but then they, yeah, uh, Square Enix went to Patreon, was like, hey, what they're posting is technically illegal. Got to pull it down. So I don't know if they've pulled it down yet but still it's just interesting that like these content creators thought it would be a great idea to put Genius. a script on their patreon so. some of you own no intellectual property rights to we are going to charge people kickstarter money yeah how stupid do you have to be to donate to that did they make any like do you did anyone actually kickstart it like <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, they probably got a few people who were, like, interested. Also, I would have loved if somebody had, like, then taken that that video or whatever and leaked it. Like, that would just be the like, ultimate. Like, ha hey, it. You leak the script, we leak you. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, basically based on that script, though. People are saying that there's going to be, like, there's going to be a new Tomb Raider game, but it's essentially going to be... Um, uh, essentially more or less just like a game that is going to be farther along so not an origin story and the, apparently will have a bit more fantastical elements to it than the more grounded games we got recently so I mean yeah older more mature Lara fantasy elements that's we'll see how that goes because I mean the new the last like trilogy kind of got away from that that was something that they were kind of very adamant like it was like oh this is a grounded and gritty Lara but it seems like they're kind of going back to Lara as most people know her from the original game so, so. if they have her fight a T-Rex I'll be happy oh yeah beyond good and evil 2 hires a new writer so that game's never right. coming out never coming out <laughs> yeah. never, never. good job good, good luck writer not, Haven't we had, like, three trailers and, like, nothing else? It's been, like, three trailers in over the course of, like, ten years now, it feels like. And they, like, they 
re they like went a completely different direction on one of those trailers from the first time i don't know they had a whole like content creation thing they were talking about doing and like what happened with that <laughs> yeah mm. uh, it just seems like that game is just development hell for for forever which doesn't make any sense considering how you know much money they would make but eh. yeah people just want to play it like i at this point like just put out whatever like reskin a thing that you were going to do for Far Cry and call it Beyond Good and Evil and someone will probably <laughs> play it, right. you know, like, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Yeah. Um, Sony talks to, uh, or Sony talks about Call of Duty to Brazilian regulators. They were basically saying, like, it's not fair that uh, Xbox now has Activision and Call of Duty and they were basically kind of trying to talk to regulators to try to, like, basically stop this from happening, which I find very interesting. Was that the same, like, uh, thing that happened where, where Microsoft then was, like, complaining that Sony blocks all their, uh, a lot of the games that they want to put on Game Pass because they pay people off to not put it on Game Pass or something like that? I think that was the right. same, same, uh, set I of heard about that. Yeah. yeah, so that, yeah, Xbox now has accused Sony of paying developers a game pass block fee basically to say like don't put your game on game pass right so. which is crazy uh yeah. yeah that is but yeah it was in response to sony's claims that the brazilian um body at least i find it weird that they didn't go to north america but i guess maybe they were like let's try our hand in brazil of all places yeah i don't know mm. There's something else like that came out from that. It was it was uh, Microsoft like added some like feedback on how Sony could do a better job with their own service, so they wouldn't have to pay people to block stuff or something right. like that. They're like, here's some tips, guys, <laughs> and <compete>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then also too, like Microsoft uh, came out and said like they wouldn't they wouldn't make Call of Duty Xbox exclusive because they were saying like. It just wouldn't be profitable for him, and I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, Call of Duty is huge. If you were to say like that, the PlayStation infrastructure couldn't have that game. Like, that would be not not a good move. So, I'm I'm sure that like the cost to develop that game is taken into like, oh, it's going to be on all these platforms and reach this many people. If you just decide to cut, you know, the one or two platforms out, then you have to like cut the development like budget because otherwise it just doesn't make sense yeah um yeah so yeah it's sony and microsoft going at it yeah fight yeah <laughs> fight 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 uh there's uh, deus ex got like sold off to some new company which i don't even they're not like anybody memorable or anything but uh yeah word came out that they want to do a new Deus Ex game that will quote unquote do what Cyberpunk 2077 couldn't which is I believe they can mm, do it yeah there's, there's man lot, I'm down there's a lot that that Deus Ex could do that 2077 didn't so yeah um yeah Deus Ex is a cool cool brand of games we haven't had one in a while but they're fun so I'd be down for more um and yeah, like embrace the cyberpunk of it all. Like do some hacking and stealth and cool gunplay. I'd be down. 
Uh, Alone in the Dark 1 is being remade in the style of Resident Evil 2. Okay. So. I'd play that. Yeah. yeah, it looked really good, the trailer. Yeah, it's... Um... Oh, fuck. Should I buy that bundle? God damn it. What, what, which bundle did you buy? Wasn't there the Humble Bundle that just came out for, like, all the Resident Evils? And I was like, eh, I don't know if it's up my alley. I don't know if I want to buy it. Oh, yeah. But if you're saying, like, that Alone in the Dark game that's coming out is basically in the style of Resident Evil, and that looked really good, so maybe I'll like the Resident Evils? Uh, yeah, sure. the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes are pretty fantastic, so. The, the 3 remake is a little too short, but it's like it's a phenomenal game it's just like you'll probably beat it in like three or four hours probably if you know what you're doing so but uh yeah mm. alone in the dark reboot coming going back to louisiana so the old bayou as they say yeah but yeah i looked at the gameplay for it and um it looked solid enough like I kind of like the ambiance of it from the trailers. It looked really good, actually. So. Okay. Uh, and then final bit of news: there's a rumor that we're getting an Avatar: The Last Airbender game coming to PS4 and PS5. Avatar: The Last Airbender. What about Avatar: The First Airbender? Do we ever get that? <laughs> um. I don't really know too much about Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, what? I never watched Avatar. I know a lot of people what? are super into it. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I've seen I've seen literally acceptable. I've seen literally like maybe five or six episodes of it. Oh my it. god, this is not acceptable. <laughs> okay. Alright. It's been on my list of things to watch for so long. I'm gonna quit this podcast. <laughs> it was nice. I had a good time, but you know, I d I don't know if I just wanna be with people who've never <laughs> seen it as Okay, but but seriously, it's it's really good. It's yeah. like it's one of those cartoons that you enjoy as a kid and you can enjoy as an adult. Right. And as you're like kind of going through your phases in life, you kind of see it a little differently. But it's just really well written and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Definitely worth a watch. I mean, Legend of Korra the second one is not as good. But I would definitely recommend checking out. It's the last good until Airbender. the end. I didn't like the last part of it. I'm just like, this is no. There we go. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I'd be down for a game, but you know, I just don't want it to be half-assed. So we'll see. It, would you rather it be a like a narrative game, or would you rather it be like a fighting game? Oh, that's a good question. I would say narrative because that's sort of yeah the best thing about the show is the storytelling and the characters, but I don't know if they can recreate that, so... I have my doubts. But yeah, I don't know. They said it was gonna be, I mean, the rumors said it was like gonna be like an open world sort of game, sort of an RPG, I think they said, so I'd be down for that. Can I, I can see it being an action RPG. Can I bend the air? Yeah, you, you can. You can bend whatever you want, sir. Okay, <laughs> sign me up. I'm, in, I'm ready. That's the that's actually the tag. I said, "Get Ben" is the Avatar: The Last Airbender's tagline. So. 
That's actually really good. They should pay you for that. It just—it sounds like something you'd see in like a magazine in like right, like a like <laughs> teen magazine from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, Amazon Japan listed the game. So, way to go, Amazon Japan. Way to leak shit. So. All right. Well, that's. That's it for news. Um, Alright. I think it's uh, time to get to some reviews. Uh, Jamie, why don't you start us off this week? What are you sure. I have not been playing a ton. Uh, so I played a little bit more Multiverses, which I talked about last time. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up picking up the the season pass and like a whatever the 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 founders bundle um which came with like a bunch of currency a couple uh you know customization things and then uh you basically got enough character unlocks to unlock every single character that's available right now um so yeah i've I've been playing through with a bunch of different characters i basically finished the preseason season pass uh then they announced that the game was getting delayed uh the, the first season was getting delayed so the, now there's nothing to do in there, uh, which is mm. kind of annoying. Because uh, originally, like they were like, "Oh yeah, season was going to start on August 1st uh, or August 8th or something like that," and then they were going to uh, put out a season where you could buy a pass and, and unlock a bunch of customizations and all that crap from from playing through matches. Uh, but yeah, they had they had a bunch of preseason challenges for like the the beta period, and I did all those, and yeah, I unlocked everything except for playing through and leveling up each character, which I figured I have all the time in the world to do that, so why rush it now? Um, but yeah, it's still really good. They did some balance passes on uh, on some pa- on patches recently, so there's been some characters uh, that have been nerfed, and rightfully so, because they were broken as hell. Uh, Taz was, like, ridiculously broken uh, early on in the beta, and they fixed that. And then they there's some other character that was like fucked uh, recently that they I think they already balanced him. Um, okay. I think it was Iron Giant. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's still really fun. Uh, I'm eager for them to put out more characters because I know they're putting in like Rick and Morty, and uh, they recently added LeBron James uh, from from the Space Jam movie. Uh, whatever. Why not? Yeah, sure. It's gonna be the new Fortnite. Uh, we'll just throw all the IPs in if we can squeeze it in. Yeah, I guess Warner Brothers uh, has a bunch of IPs that are pretty cool. So like, there was like a, a leak of like potential characters coming up. It had like people like Mad Max and Gandalf and some other ones that like were oh. actually shown in one of like the early videos. So I'm kind of stoked to see who gets put on this. Uh, I was also a little worried because of all the Warner Brothers Discovery merger stuff that's been going on. Like, is this game going to get neglected and and forgotten about because of all that? Uh, Because they seem to have cut a bunch of other stuff. So we'll see. Uh, I'm still I'm still hoping that it that it, uh, you know, gets support. And it's been a lot of fun so far. So uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out if you're into those platform fighters like Smash Brothers uh, or Brawlhalla. Um, if the developer is listening to this, can you put in Dustin Hoffman from Rain Man in that game? Oh, man. <laughs> he just hilarious. He just counts. Numbers yeah. come out of his mouth and kill you. 
Pound's car. I just want to think of the uh, most obscure person from a WB movie that you could put in, and like the first yeah. thought was Dustin Hoffman as Rain Man. There's so much like like e like the the Matrix is Warner Brothers, so I mean like throw some of those guys in there. Uh, mm. You know, all the Lord of the Rings stuff is Warner Brothers. Uh, there's 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 a good amount of content in there. Game of Thrones stuff is already started in there. They could throw some more Game of Thrones characters in there. Mm. You could throw Tony Soprano in there. That's HBO, right? That's Warner Brothers. Yeah. So just has panic attacks. That's yeah. his, all he does. <laughs> he, just, he just has heart attacks. He goes into a coma, and then you have to wait fix, uh, an entire season before he can attack again. Um, yeah, it's 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 fun, though. Uh, and the other game that I played, um, which I hadn't played in probably about a year, was uh, Destiny 2. I picked up The Witch Queen, uh, which is the latest expansion for that game, and uh, I played through a bit of that. Um, which actually, it's pretty pretty good so far. Uh, they they kind of did some tweaking of how you uh, customize your armor, and you can like reroll stats on things uh, in a new way that that wasn't in there before, which is kind of cool. Um, and they also added some customization for um, for your classes now. So like the way it used to be was like you'd have a class for each of these elements and they started off with three and then they added ice in the in the expansion that came out a couple of years ago um and then each of those classes had like like a, a set three things that you could pick kind of to like customize it so you'd like oh pick this subclass you know grenade pick this subclass uh finisher and, and then you could change like the your your class ability a little bit uh so they had like maybe five things you could do total to like kind of customize your class. Each of those things now has like modifiers that you can throw on things. So it's like, yeah, now you can use this grenade. And when you use this grenade, uh, it does bonus damage when it explodes and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. They've added a lot of ability to kind of like build a character around an idea that you want to do for like, you know, stacking damage. Like there's a really cool, uh, ability with like the solar titans that you get you could like when you kill someone it like puts a fire spot on the ground and then that spot can heal you and damage enemies and like there's a whole bunch of ways now you can like extend the time those things are out there and how much they heal so you can kind of just like i wanted to make a character that like i'm gonna kill things and a bunch of these sunspots will be on the ground and i'll just never die because i'm just constantly getting healed and it's it's a lot of fun to like break you know builds like that and figure out uh how to make compelling uh you know uh character build so so that's been fun uh they their story's been pretty good and they've added like this like legendary difficulty to the story missions um so it's like significantly harder it locks the light level which is like your power level in that game to a certain amount so even if you're like over geared like you have to play it at you know this specific uh difficulty and it kind of requires you to approach some of the uh, encounters in those story missions a little differently. I've been playing it through with my buddy and we've had to actually use strategy, which normally in those things you just kill them until they die. Um, now you kind of have to like, oh, in this boss fight now we have to like trade tanking uh, the boss while, you know, someone's 
killing ads or something like that. It, it, it's a lot of fun mm. to try to coordinate those. They, they've added a lot of stuff that I really appreciate about like some of the raid encounters and, and endgame stuff into the c campaign, which has made it a little bit more uh, entertaining, I thought. Um, but yeah, it's 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 super well done. Uh, if you're into the Destiny uh, shooter-looter kind of games, it's definitely... Uh, I think it's an improvement on the last couple that they've put out there where I thought it was kind of stale and getting boring. Um, I was kind of surprised at how much I enjoyed uh, getting back in there. And they have some new like weapon customization thing too in in this uh, in this actual release where you can like you you find weapons that have these skills on them and then you have to like use them to attune to them and then once you attune them you can like craft a version of that weapon and then level that up unlock a bunch of perks for it it's a lot of fun if you're into like the destiny grind it's definitely you know it's doing a good job of keeping people who are into the game playing it i guess it's uh which is good um so yeah they also added a bunch of like uh new dungeons which are like three player you know puzzle heavy uh mini raid kind of encounters which is kind of cool so i'm gonna go through and play through those as well uh, but yeah, it's I've enjoyed it a lot so far. Definitely, probably nine out of ten for me. Um, and uh, hit it just in time for this current season to end, so I'll, I'll play a bit more uh, as the next season starts. But yeah, that's about it. all I've been playing. Like, I haven't played a ton, just Destiny and Multiverses, and maybe a little bit of like Rogue Legacy too, uh, but not enough to really talk about it. So nice. Hmm. All right, Dennis, what have you been playing lately? Um, not a whole lot. I played through Far Cry 6 most of the way because there was a free weekend. And uh, I really enjoyed the game. It's uh, it's another great addition to the Far Cry franchise. It feels really good. The gunplay is super solid, as always. And uh, I, I enjoyed the new characters, you know, especially the dictator Anton Castile. That actor does a great job of him. And I liked... Some of the ch changes they made, at least from like the last Far Cry. Oh man, I don't even remember what was the last Far Cry I played. It was probably five or something. I don't think I played. Yeah, it was probably five. I probably played the last game. I can't remember. But what I do like about this game is um, finding the weapons throughout the world. I thought that was like a nice little change of mechanics. So there's some like incentive to go around. Like it's not just like clearing camps that are. Um, or, you know, climbing towers and all that stuff. So it gets rather monotonous, but the reward here of actually getting a new weapon, and sometimes they're actually, like, unique weapons, which are kind of cool. Um, and the unique weapons are just weapons that come with specific attachments or whatever setups that you can't really swap out. And sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not so great. But I just thought it's uh, it's a nice reward, you know, for doing some of the side map content kind of stuff. But yeah, the, the gunplay feels really solid. There's other things you can do in the game like fish and you can like hunt and all that usual Far Cry, far cry stuff. But um, I kind of just try to blast through it, through the main stories. Um, I thought, you know, some of the characters were pretty neat. I liked them. Some other characters weren't as memorable. Um, but idea is you're trying to basically take back, you know, this... Uh, kind of like Cuban-ish looking country. It's a fictional country that's run by a dictator and, you know, folks are kind of starting a revolution and they want to, 
you know, hit the pain points uh, of, you know, whatever is providing this dictator power, either like the farms where he makes the specific um, plant for some cancer drugs or something like that and things like that. But like, I thought like the story was like, you know, it's there. It's not bad. I thought the characters probably made the story feel a little better than it actually was. Um, so I like the characters. It was they were interesting enough. Um, there, you know, of course the motion cap and the acting I thought was pretty top notch. And I, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. It was just another pretty decent game that's in the Far Cry series. I it's exactly what you expect. I kind of wish it had some like you know something new with it that maybe the other Far Cries don't have, but it didn't really feel very different. It just felt like another iteration of the same game, which, again, to be fair, is is a good game. But maybe I'm just a little burnt out on it. But I still thought it was worth a play. I mean, I definitely it's not it's not a game if I were playing it without, you know, a time limit. I would do the whole world thing. So I think either way, I would have probably just played through the main story and maybe some of the side stories. Um, But yeah, the gameplay at the very least feels really solid. So I would recommend it if you uh, if you enjoyed the previous Far Cry. So Far Cry Six probably gets a seven and a half from me. It's not bad. Nice. Yeah, and I then to finish it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I didn't get to finish it, so I ended up just watching the ending, and you know it's fine. Like I'm like, oh, this is not bad. I feel like I didn't really miss out on anything by not finishing it because you know it's. The story ends almost as you would expect, basically. So, yeah, solid. Uh, and then I played, I'm not done this game yet, but I'm having lots of fun. I'm playing Darksiders Genesis on the Steam Deck. I forget when this game came out, but I think it's actually rather recent. Darksiders. I think 2019 or uh, 2018. Yeah, I remember hearing it came out and they were like, hey, it's kind of cool. And it is kind of cool because it's sort of a top-down isometric hack and slash rather than the usual Darksider games, which is a third-person hack and slash. Um, And I'm a pretty big fan of Darksiders. I think I've been playing almost every single game in the series. Uh, And I've just played through Darksiders 3. I talked about that a while ago. And this one is fun. This one you get to play as two characters. So um, the last two horsemen that you get to play as is War and... I forgot his name. Uh, Anyway, but he like basically feels like a twin-stick shooter as one of the characters. Because he's more you know, uh, a gunslinger kind of character. And the other character, War, you have a giant-ass broadsword that you just slash through everybody. So yeah, it feels great. The uh, environments look really great. And it's just, it's a really solid, you know, 2D top-down hack-and-slash-and-shooter with a nice story that you can play through in pieces of different, like, missions, basically. Um, there's like returning characters from the other, uh, games in the franchise. Usually the, almost, I think all of the games, you'll, the same shopkeeper, um, yeah, well, yeah, the shopkeeper is like the same and he has these portals basically that you can go through. And in this game, that's sort of how you go from mission to mission as you enter a portal and you select your mission and things like that. 
Um, the game, I can't say it has a lot of depth, uh, I, but fine by me, I like it for more of the story and all that stuff. But there is some progression in the sense that you gain new abilities and new weapons as you play. But then there's also these things that you collect after killing enemies, and sometimes they drop these orbs that you can sort of socket into a skill tree. Um, and there's a little, a little bit of strategy with that in the sense that the orbs sort of have different kind of like categories. You can it'll be like a health or like a weapon category or something, but they'll have like special effects like you know, increases your damage by, you know, X amount and things like that. And there's the idea of socketing them into a tree such that you can eventually socket, like, a large orb, which are from mini-bosses or bosses. Um, those are dropped from those guys. And then those guys, uh, those orbs generally give you a little bigger power-up. So, yeah, it's, you know, you have to think about how you want to lay out your tree. And everything's, like... um like reversible you can reset everything like at a moment without cost or anything so you know it's it's not it's not like locked in but you know you do kind of want to optimize a little bit as you're playing through to figure out how you want to build your tree um, what goes where and you know which of these orbs you would prefer to use um, and that just you know gives more hp and all that general stats buffs to your two characters and the two characters are swappable at any time. So during any mission, you can play one or the other. So generally, this game like is made with co-op in mind. So you can play it with someone else, I think, in through the entirety of it. And it's like Steam Remote Play compatible as well. So only one of you can own the game and both of you could play through it. Um, but if you're like me and have no friends, you can play through it alone. And you can, so you can just swap between the characters um at any moment some of the world puzzles that generally require two players to solve they kind of are tweaked a little bit so you can do it alone things like that but yeah i have been having a lot of fun with this game this uh the world is really good looking it runs really smoothly on the steam deck there's collectibles that you can absolutely kind of uh pull your hair out and try to find and i i'm trying really hard not to do it but Generally, at the end of each mission, you'll come across a map of the whole mission layout, and you'll be able to see what you missed. So, when it's showing up on the map, sometimes I'm like, "All right, find me." I know it's there, so I'm gonna go try to get it. So, yeah, even like, even me who really don't enjoy doing the whole collectibles thing, I kind of do get an itch to do it in this game. So, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. I think this game is a solid eight for me. Um, and yeah, I feel like Diablo or just like twin stick shooters of that kind, I, I, I would play this. It's fun. There you go. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. Alright. I'm good, thanks. Um I've been playing a lot of Hard West 2 on uh PC. Played it on the deck a little bit too. Um if you play even though Hard West 2 is a sequel, you don't need to have played Hard West 1. It's more of like a spiritual sequel. I think if you've played Hard West, you'll get like a little more out of out of it. Uh, if you've never played Hard West or Hard West 2, it's a turn-based tactical strategy game similar to XCOM or other similar games of that type. 
So okay. you take your turns, you make moves, you shoot at people, or do melee attacks. Um, the difference uh, with Hard West 2 is it takes place in the well, West, so it's a lot of like you know, shotguns and rifles and pistols and whatnot and uh yeah it, you get like a really cool team together and uh you kind of traverse the world there is like a few like dialogue uh sections where the game will present you with some choices so you kind of have to decide on which path to take a few times uh and then in between lots in between the missions and then the missions themselves are more like your traditional XCOM style strategy where you're moving about and killing people and solving some problems there um i what i like the most about hard west 2 is that it is very much like a fantasy western setting and it nails it so well there's like some really cool imagery and stuff they pull off on this like there's one point where you see like a train that's like a centipede it's got legs and it's just like going along on the with the legs and i'm like okay that's kind of cool like this is like some really cool imagery in the game and just some things that they were they're trying with visuals that i think worked really well um i'll say my only real complaint is that the uh dialogue is a little stiff at times and a little bit cliche um mm. <laughs> same goes for a lot of like the character designs like there's a lot of uh, people who are just, I don't know, very much like stereotypes, and they didn't really write some of these characters with a whole lot of dimension, so, yeah, it's not all great in the writing department, but, uh, the gameplay is solid enough, and there's some great ways that you can kind of tweak the gameplay to fit your style, so, um, I give it an 8 out of 10, it is really good, I think it's just, yeah, it could have used a little more polish, a little more effort in the writing department, but, um, still a pretty fun game to check out if you're into tactical strategy games all right um then next up is gigabash uh i think when gigabash got announced i was like stupidly excited right off the bat i'm like this is like your godzilla destroy all monsters type game and that's exactly what it is it's a uh 3d uh, action game where you choose a monster and you just go in and fight your buddies there is a story mode it is very light on story but it's there um there's some unlockables and stuff like that it but pretty much you're playing this game because you want to play with your buddies and you play you know i don't know just choosing your monsters and just kind of going into the battle there are ways that you can um do special attacks and power-ups and stuff like that so there is kind of like a different kind of variation to battles sometimes where you don't think you're necessarily um you know you think the battle's gonna go a certain way and then you see people like getting super huge like there's this one uh gauge that fills up and then you can basically grow super huge and then all of your attacks get kind of beefed up and uh there's been some really cool moments with that uh yeah and all the characters are pretty fun to play too like so far there hasn't been one that's like super overpowered they're all pretty fun to play i mostly play as the robot knight dude uh he's got like a sword and he just swings it at the monsters and he's got some pretty cool special attacks when he level uh, gets big so um yeah it's fun it's a little shallow i don't know if, if it's really necessarily worth full price or whatever it is going for nowadays 
Um, but I would definitely uh, recommend that if you're into like Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters, or other similar games, you can check this out. Uh, I'd give it like a seven out of ten. How many characters does it have? Uh, I want to say like ten or so. Okay. Without like any some other ones that like unlock or whatever. Yeah, um, and they're all kind of like riffs on characters you've seen in like Godzilla movies and stuff. Um, let's see, maybe they'll they'll show on their website here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, ten in total. So, um, but the best one for my money is um, Thundertross. He's 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 the best. He's pretty strong, and, uh, yeah. He's got a big-ass sword, so that's really what matters. Um, alright. I did pick up Spider-Man Remastered for PC, because I was curious. Uh, and it runs really well. Uh, it actually is probably smoother than it is on my PS4 Pro. I don't have a PS5, uh -huh. so I don't know. I can't really attest to that, but it runs really well on PC. Very smooth, very, like, just gorgeous. I had the... Um, graphical settings ramped up on it. It just looks fantastic. And also for comparison's sake, I did try installing it on my Steam Deck. That also ran pretty well. Obviously, there was a little bit of, you know, it's not going to run nearly as well as like on the Acer Predator or any other kind of like gaming computer, but uh, still run ran pretty well, all things considered. You can tell it was definitely optimized for the Switch. So, um, yeah, plays well. Uh, I think I'm done buying this game i think i've bought this game now three mm -hmm. times in total and i'm like i'm done i don't know i don't even know why i bought it for pc i really didn't need to but yeah it's fun to play good on you for supporting the devs yeah exactly i've supported the devs like three times now so although i haven't played miles morales and that's coming to pc in the fall so that one for sure i think i'm just gonna get that one on pc and i'm not even gonna get it on playstation 4 or ps5 like, I'm just going to get it for my Steam Deck, so. Um, I'd give it uh, 9 out of 10. It is really good. It's probably, like, one of the better versions. It does come with all the DLC, too. Uh, there, my only real issue is there's a few graphical hiccups. Um, there's been times, like, textures just have a big black box over them. So, like, I've, it mostly, uh, well, I, I almost exactly all in cutscenes. And, uh, yeah, it just doesn't look that good sometimes. Like, there's just little hiccups and stuff, but it's so few and far between. Uh, still looks gorgeous otherwise, so. Yeah. Uh, I also went through and decided to go through some older games in my library that I just haven't gone to. Uh, I found one in Epic called The Hunter Call of the Wild. It was one of those free uh, Epic Game Store games. So. Yes. I installed that and I played it for like around an hour or two and then I was just like I'm done I haven't installed it it's basically you're just you know hunting and shooting at deer and other animals and yeah it's it's whatever it is what it is it's not the most exciting but I'd give it like a seven I guess it wasn't well made it was just yeah it just wasn't really for me uh, I did play City of Brass which also Epic Game Store free game that I just Added to the library and I haven't played it and uh, that game was actually a whole lot of fun so if you haven't played it it's like a roguelike where you choose a character and then you start in this map and then you have to get to the end of the map and there's some kind of t like 
and it, well, there's a lot of enemies along the way, but then also too, you get some really cool stuff with uh, power ups and stuff, and you can only carry certain power ups, a certain number of power ups. So you kind of have to be strategic with which ones you choose for your play style. Um, like for instance, like I chose uh, a whip add-on for one of my characters that like added in an ice freezing effect. So kind of like freeze enemies with my whip and then I would go and hack at them until they break into bits. So yeah, there's like a bit of a strategy for how you play the game and you get scored for how well you do and so on and so forth. So um, yeah, it's a fun game. I'd give it like an 8 out of 10 if you're into uh, roguelikes or even like that Prince of Persia kind of aesthetic because it is kind of like Prince of Persia in that sense where it kind of has that uh, look to it. Uh, definitely would recommend you check it out. Uh, I also play through the Mortuary Assistant, which is a uh, game where you play as a Mortuary Assistant. Uh, although the game tells you that by playing this game, you might get haunted, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, they're like, yeah, when you when you uh, play this game, you're going to be very vulnerable to the ghosts and ghouls. And I was like, real. Well, okay, I guess. I guess I'm haunted now. Um... Yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, you know, when you're playing the, like as the actual like mortuary assistant, you're pulling out people's teeth and I don't know, getting all their bodies ready. It's it's kind of weird. It's creepy, but it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like playing that game Operation you played as a kid, but in a I was video game. Streamed this the other day, and it was creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it is very creepy, and like. The whole thing is, is that yeah, you are a mortuary assistant. You're you know getting the bodies ready, but also there's some ghosts and ghouls happening in the background. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I give it like eight out of ten. It is spooky. So, you know, if you're into the spooky games, check it out. Uh, I did play a little bit of Stardew Valley on my deck. Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of replaced. Among Us as the casual game. I just play whatever on my deck. You know, just do some farming. Go buy some stuff. The usual Stardew Valley nonsense. Um, I've been playing Hearthstone because obviously they have the new expansion out. Uh, Murder at Castle Nathria. Uh, this might be one of my least favorite expansions. Thank uh, God you are telling me. I, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. It doesn't help that I didn't get a whole lot of good cards. Like, I pay for the expansions, and I don't mind, but usually I get, like, some halfway decent cards. I did not get a whole lot of good cards in this. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, there is a few decks I have that are fun. Uh, there's one where uh, this new card, Sire Denathrius, every time you basically have a minion die while he's in hand it feeds his uh, effect which is to do some life steal damage it starts off at like five but depending on how many minions you kill it can get up to like 30 35 40 damage uh it is split amongst minions and heroes but i mean if you play it right you can basically clear the minions and then play the Nathrius and like do something like 40 damage to face life steal it's insane um yeah so Hearthstone be Hearthstone. I don't know. Uh, I think this expansion uh, could have, I don't know, could have been a little bit better. I think the cards just don't play that well right now with the other stuff too. So I wonder if like the next 
a couple expansions will add some cards that make it a little more exciting. So, um, yeah. Uh, as, oh, go ahead. I, so I'm running a mage deck right now, and uh, the problem I have with the whole entire thing was that it's fun, but like some of the older decks are quitting, right? So like I even faced the uh, uh, the demon hunter guy that if you attack these is eight four eight six guy attacks you as well. I think you know which card I'm talking about, and like yeah. he defeated me that deck. It just seems that this deck doesn't have a lot of um, power to it. It has a lot of fun, but there's no power. Yeah, that's kind of like where I'm looking at. Um, whereas like less expansion. There was a lot of like neat cards and stuff like that, but again, you're if you want to go that way of just like winning one round, yeah, there's ways to do it, but like this expansion, I don't know, man. I'm with you on this. I'm just like, eh, nah, not really. It's it's not like what was that last expansion we had that was really shitty? Uh, the Barons. That yeah. was a shitty expansion. Yeah. But this one's okay. Yeah, uh, there are some decks I've been having some fun with, like. Uh, they have this priest meta that is very focused on stealing cards from your opponent. And, oh my gosh, that has been such a cancer deck to play with. Like, basically it copies cards from your opponent's deck and, um, hand into your hand. And then there's ways you can reduce the cost of the cards. And then there's also a card that when you play that card you steal the original from your opponent. So I've been playing this deck and, uh, you know, if you kind of know what deck your opponent's playing, even like on a bit, like very rough level, you know, which cards are important to him. So if you get those cards and you can steal it from him, you basically lock out him from actually winning that game. It's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, Maybe I just need to just play around and try a few more decks, but it's it just hasn't been the major, like, aha, like, this is so much fun moment that I have with, like, the other expansions, so. And then finally, I beat Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2. Fuck my life. That game was hard. Um, yeah, it's not easy. It's very tough. The bosses move insanely quickly and hit you really hard. And on top of that, I was very excited because I played the original Ninja Gaiden 2 and there was this like half an hour long fight up a staircase. And it was awesome. It was epic. So it tested your, your metal. You knew what you, if you knew what you were doing, it was a very uh, challenging but fair fight. And I got to where they would have the staircase fight in this game and uh it lasted like two minutes and then it was done and i was like this is very sad this is not nearly as challenging as it was before and then i looked up the differences between ninja gaiden 2 and ninja gaiden sigma 2 and one of the things that they're like yeah we made this staircase fight shorter i'm like ah fuck you guys i wanted my long ass half an hour long staircase fight but you know i guess we're not a lot of nice th things in this world uh, I would give Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 probably like an 8 out of 10. It's probably my favorite Ninja Gaiden game, which I think might be blasphemy for some people. Some people think the first one's the best, but I think the second one has better gameplay. Everything flows a lot better. And plus, the first game largely gives you the Dragon Sword, and that's the game you or the weapon you stick with most of the game. 
But Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 actually does a really great job of being like, yeah, here's all these weapons. And you have to use them. Different enemies require them. You can't just use the Dragon Sword for everybody. You kind of have to change it up and try new weapons. And some of the weapons are really good. So, yeah. Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2. Good game. If you like action games, you should check out, well, both the collection, which has all three games, but in particular, the second game. So, And that's it for what I've been playing. I've been playing a lot lately. I've had a lot of free time. Mm -hmm. So, It helps that I work from home, so I can quote-unquote work in the background while I'm mm -hmm. playing games. I'll never get that option. My kind of job. No? You can't no. check poop water from home? No, can't protect poop and uh, water from home. All right, Lucas, what have you been playing these days? So, uh, I played three older games uh, this week, or last couple weeks. Um, I played Bioshock, um, again, nice. which is the Bioshock with PlayStation Plus, which is a remake. Uh, playing Bioshock again was great. Um, I think it's one of the better first-person shooter games that was uh, out there, where all the um, weapons, strategies, and all that stuff, the Big Daddy, the storyline, uh, everything was just great. Um, however, I started playing Bioshock 2, and I ran into a glitch, apparently, that happens on the Bioshock Plus series. So, if you save, and you save too much, you start losing saves, and you eventually can't save the game anymore. Wow. So, I had to not play Bioshock 2, because I'm not going to put up with that fucking bullshit, so I deleted off my hard drive. They should fix that shit. I am not going to deal with that. Like, you literally... A game that depends on saves and like you want me to run through the game in like 20 hours to sit down no so yeah it was really weird it said saves and then all of a sudden it came up as what the hell was the glitch called you're you're running out of core save data on your game it wasn't you can have a shit ton of room on your hard drive but the core data of the game gets corrupted or something like that and if you switch over to bioshock 2 it travels onto bioshock 2 so, like, I was already, like, three or four hours of the game, and I was going to save, and it was like, nope, you're not saving. Like, what? So I had to go back and delete the, my saves so I could get another save on Jump Bioshock 2, and I had none of that whatsoever. So, if you're playing Bioshock on the PlayStation Plus, which is the remake, make sure you know about that glitch before you go on hand, because, like, that, that effing sucked. So, yeah, I was not pleased. But I got to play Bioshock 1 all the way through, and I had a great time. Nice. Uh, I played Ark again with my friends who decided to play a PVE server. I fucking hate Ark. I hope they don't <laughs> listen to this fucking server. I, I really don't. Hope they never listen to this game. I fucking hate that game. So here's the issue I have with the game. It's not the game. It's the goddamn people playing the goddamn game because they've already played it for like a bajillion hours and then when you join as a newbie, they're like, come and do this. And I died so many times it became boring. Not like it wasn't a challenge. It was just like I died of like thirst or like i got too cold or whatever and i couldn't learn the game because i just kept dying and he was like well put this warm suit on so i did and then we died and i'm like oh my god like i have to go back and grab it and then i died again like mm. i uh i just mm, it's it's not a game where you should join with your friends if you play this game because you're you enjoy it and you played it for a jillion hours great i don't look arc online because i swear to god if you look up any strategy you put arc and then whatever you'll come up with like a jillion fucking animals on at like for ebay and you have to and like you have to scroll through all this shit to like to look at a strategy guide online i i do not enjoy arc i think arc is the 
uh, a good game if you started when it started, but now it's absolutely fucking garbage for anybody that actually tries a certain game. It's not friendly for those who are new, and mm. uh, I... Uh, mm, I have an issue when you die so much, it becomes boring. Like, it's not a challenge anymore. It's not like a... Um, what are those games called that you die and you restart all the time? Um, roguelike games. It's not like that at all. Um, you lose all your stuff all the time. So it's kind of like... A, oh, I don't know. Whatever game you want to think about experiencing MMO. Um, it's it's absolutely garbage for someone who, like me, who's only played for a couple times, comes into the game and, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, I really hope my friends don't listen to this podcast. I really do, because I know they don't want to play. <laughs> but this fucking garbage. You can't just push me into a goddamn game like that, which requires you to have some kind of skill at it. And then I'm like, this is boring. Like, I'm, you guys are like, Ride this tiger, I die. I like over this, I die. Like, uh, um, nope, skip it. You start an arc, don't. Uh, and the last game I'm playing is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, which is a graphical update to it, which is great. Um, I think that this game has now gotten to like a burnout stage for probably me and a billion other people, where you've played through it so many times. Like, when you were. In the N64 days, you would have probably, like, when we were probably younger, didn't have a lot of money, you had, like, five games, and, like, literally one of them was probably Ocarina of Time if you owned an N64, and you probably played the shit out of that game. Mm-hmm. You know, people found ways to, like, defeat bosses with, like, the bottle. So, um, I think it's still good to run through it on the 3DS. It's There's not really anything changed. It's the same puzzles. It's the same thing. It's the same... Good old Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, the sound's the same. The graphics are kind of nice just to kind of look through it because you actually, like, look like it. But, like, you know, for this game, if you're if you're a 3DS owner, if you have the N64 version or the GameCube version, I think it's the GameCube version for it, uh, don't buy it. It's not really worth it, per se, um, just because, like, there's nothing really anything done differently. Like, if there was, like... They add voice acting in or like a new spell or a new swords or anything like that sure but like besides the graphic update and if you want nostalgic kind of like things where you want to run through the game again buy it but yeah i wouldn't buy it if you were um, just looking for like uh like just for a new game or something like that i don't know uh, again it, it's i i think i think there's better zelda games out there now they've very very much improved from Ocarina of Time from even like uh, like I, I played way back uh, finally I passed uh, oh the Super Nintendo version Link to the Past I think it's called mm-hmm. I think that you're better off playing Breath of the Wild I think you're better off playing A Link Through the World which I eventually will get to what I heard it's a fantastic game very good um, yeah. it's very good that's what I heard yeah so it's um, Ocarina of Time is Unless they're going to remake it into a better game where it's, like, more challenging or anything like that. Like, it's not a challenging game, Ocarina of Time. It's not. Like, mm. I, I, I've i literally zipped through it without getting hearts or anything like that or swords. It's such a such an easy game now, considering that I've played it, like, oh, like, like 102 times. So, <laughs> yeah, a 3DS, uh, Ocarina of Time. Don't buy it unless you really want to play Legend of Ocarina of Time, which I do. But yeah, that's it. Besides playing Hearthstone, which I agree with, I mm, have an issue with this expansion. Well, and the best Zelda game is Wind Waker. I haven't played Wind Waker yet. 
Have you ever played it before? No. No, I don't own a Switch. Um, I plan to buy a Switch one day, but like it's. Um, I've watched people play it. Uh, I haven't actually played it myself. Um, the person that was playing it was a douchebag. Uh, so he kind of ruined it for me because he was like doing some kind of log thing. And he kept doing it while I was interacting with people. He would just sat on the couch, like, half naked. It was like, I'm just going to sit here and smoke a doobie and fucking play Wind Waker while you guys talk because I'm depressed or something. I don't know. So he didn't ruin it for me, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't owned a Switch yet. It's on probably next year I'm going to buy a Switch and to catch up. I think Switch is probably the last console I'm going to buy for a little bit because I refuse to pay an absorbent amount of money for a PS5 or whatever. Because, like, if that's the way consoles are going to go, I'm just not going to buy consoles. And I've already said this. I'm going to buy a piece of gaming. Because, like, at least I can update it and graphically whatever. Like, if my card, my graphic card runs out, I'll just get a new fucking graphics card to put it in. Instead of spending, like, you know, $14,000, $1,400 on a new console. Yeah. I'm, I'm not into that. And then now they're assuming you have a big, huge TV as well. So, I don't know. So, I'm probably going to gaming PC. I will buy my Switch one day. And I'll probably be very excited. That's it. Cool. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll talk about more bitching games. Bitching games. Bitching games. Bitching games, yep. Bitching uh, games. <laughs> All right. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now. Bye.